Yes, 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 yes. Hi, everyone. It is Naja, everybody's homegirl, to the show. I have confessions. That's all I got, just me, solely. That's it, that's all I got. It's going to be me by myself talking about things that I need to confess. I'm not sure who is going to hurt, who gets offended, any of that. But today is about me and what my needs are. So we're going to jump right in, and I'm just going to kind of like talk to you guys, you know. At the end of the day, going through life as an individual, not a mom, not a friend, not a family member, but just as yourself, you go through things and you realize that your life isn't everything that you had hoped and dreamed it would be. But you have to figure out a way how to cope. You have to figure out a way how to maneuver and live your life to the best of your ability. Because if you don't, the only person that gets hurt in the end is you. And I feel as if right now in my life, that's where I'm at. Majority of the time, I sit back and I internalize my life and the things that I've experienced, the things that my friends have experienced, just overall different life choices, I guess, so to speak. For many of you who don't know much about me, um, because this topic is confessions, I'm going to share a little bit about myself and just try to give you some light as to where this episode might come from. And, you know, the beauty of podcasting is that you get to share your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your everything with listeners who may or may not know you. And that's okay. This is a form of an outlet for me. You know, some people like to journal. Some people like to talk to their friends. Me, personally, I have found a combination of a few different things that work for me. But at the end of the day, this seems to be the one piece that I tend to come back to, and it just seems natural. I like to talk. I like to express. I don't tend to like to sit and write down everything because my thoughts start to ramble and then I drift off. But I figured if I did it through the podcast, it might make it a little bit easier to just stay focused and just share what I want to talk about. So today, I'm going to talk about being single. We've had a couple of episodes so far about my friends being single and some of their experiences alongside my own, of course, but never truly diving into how I got here, um, you know, expressing my true feelings about being single in 2022. I mean, you take the age of social media, and if you are not a strong person, and I mean this, if you are not a strong person, social media can mess up your brain. It can make you believe that there are things in this world that are going on and that you're just not a part of them for whatever reason. Maybe you did something in your former life. Maybe you did something in your current life that you feel like is hindering you from your true happiness or destiny. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. And I can only share that because of my shared experiences um, that I don't mind sharing with you guys. So I'm going to kind of just jump right in and we're going to take it from here.
Okay, so when we listen to other podcasts, that's for business. But this right here is family. And you are now rocking with conversations with the homegirl. She's Naja, everybody's homegirl. Turn your speakers up, but only if you're ready for the truth, the real truth, and nothing but the truth. This podcast is for the people. Now let the games begin. life experiences the truth is I am just at a place in my life where I am just trying to understand why are things the way they are I know that there is ultimately like no written out plan for my life that I will ever be able to see and understand what's happening I know that I get that what I don't get is why can't I see it why Who says that we're not supposed to know what our life was supposed to be like? Or who says that our life is written in a path that we want to walk? I want to have the ability to make my own decisions in my life. I feel as if as an adult, I do. But again, if there is a path that was already planned out for my destiny, let me see it. I want to know. I want to know if I want to walk that path. I want to know if... I need to change things in my life to get on a better path or get off of whatever train I'm on that's about to wreck. I feel it's only necessary to like talk about what you've dealt with in your life to bring you to the point in your life of where you're at. So for me, I'll start from the beginning. I was married and in a relationship for a very long time. Um, I was 13 when I met my ex-husband at the time and we were kids, you know? I mean, we did everything together. We played basketball, we hung, we kicked it. You know what I'm saying? We went through life learning life together. One of the things that I didn't understand when my marriage failed was how did I get here? A part of me felt that way. The other part of me, when I really sit back and think about it, I know how I got here. I got here because of growth and learning who I am, which at 36 years old, I am still learning who I am. I can tell you right now that it does not get any easier. You are constantly evolving and learning who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you're willing to tolerate versus what you're not willing to tolerate. And believe me when I tell you, it's okay. Please understand it's okay. So after being married forever and being in a relationship with my ex, I didn't know much about life in general. Like, I lived in a bubble. This bubble consisted of me really just knowing that whatever I set my mind to, I was going to accomplish. But at the same time, I didn't really have goals and dreams of what to accomplish. The only thing I knew was I wanted to graduate college I wanted to one day maybe have a family, and then I wanted to have a comfortable lifestyle. That's as far as I got. I didn't realize in order to get majority of the things I wanted, there was going to be a lot of sacrifice. So my sacrifice ended up being getting divorced, having a kid. I was 30 years old when I found out I was pregnant with my son, and I was just not in a good mental space at all. 
simply because my marriage was not as successful as I had hoped it would be. I wasn't in a place where I was truly happy, and I just wasn't in a place where I felt like this was my written destiny. So I decided to make some changes, and by making those changes, it was drastic, especially in the beginning. But at the end of the day, we all know that most people will go through things to be jolted to realize it's time for you to step up and step out. So I had my kid, and after having my son, I had made the transition to say, you know what, I'm no longer going to stay in this marriage in an unhappy place. I didn't know what was on the other end of um, me making this decision, but making the decision ended up being one of the best financial decisions of my life, one of the best motivational decisions of my life. Getting divorced helped me to see that I have no choice but to hustle and maintain a certain standard of my life in order to make sure my kid was good. So by leaving my marriage, I put all my cards on the table and just decided to put my head down and do the work. And long behold, it didn't take much after making that decision. Things started to change in my life and change for the better. The only one piece that did not change was my personal life when it came to relationships. I thought when I was married that I was missing out on something, sort of, let's just say, like being in the street, so to speak. I thought being single was going to be like the best part of my life, considering I was so young in a relationship for so long that I thought I was really missing something. So let's fast forward. I'm now divorced. I now have a one-year-old, and I'm out here in the streets. I'm thinking that men are going to be flocking to me. I'm going on lavish dates. I am going to be meeting people left and right and traveling the world, and none of that happened. So, of course, you can imagine a girl coming from a long-term relationship finally being single in her early 30s, thinking that the world is at her bare beg and call when it comes to the dating world. That was not my case. I don't know about you listeners, and I don't know about your experiences, but I am always ears to hear them. So please make sure that you go ahead and shoot a DM to Conversations with the Homegirl, and trust me, we're all here to listen. But my experience, like I said, it didn't work out that way. If you have an experience you want to share, feel free to hit us up on Instagram at Conversations with the Homegirl. That's Conversations with DA Homegirl. I'm happy to listen and give you some advice. And now back to the show. So I thought that the dating world was as easy as getting on a dating app. (laughs) Getting on a dating app thinking that, oh, I'm going to find my person because we are going to match. And wrong. Definitely didn't happen. First off, I was way too scared to actually join a dating app. Then thinking that I had the courage to join one, I tried for like three days And I was so overwhelmed with the responses of men 
you know, saying, oh, let's meet, let's link up, let's talk, let's have coffee. I don't even drink coffee. Um, let's, you know, have conversation, let's exchange numbers. I mean, the capacity that it takes for a person to be on a dating app and actually respond to all of these people, I don't have that mental capacity. I tried for like a quick second and it did not work in my favor. So I figured, okay, you try another way. You actually go out and meet people. You interact with people. You have conversations. When I tell you I feel like all of this backfired on me, and I'm not exactly sure what it is that I was doing wrong, so to this day I'm still trying to figure it out. So after getting divorced and being divorced for quite some time, when I decided to say, okay, let's check out the dating world, I didn't have any luck. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was an average-looking girl, you know. I can get dressed up when I want. I can be in my home clothes when I want. And I thought that I was, you know, pretty enough to be able to pull a suitor of my liking. I didn't realize that in 2022, depending on the type of woman you are, people judge you and they decide to not approach you based on what they believe you have or they believe the caliber of woman you are. And I'm not talking about caliber of woman in the sense of lower or you know low standards or anything like that. Apparently, women who appear to have high standards or who appear to be about their business apparently is not that attractive. So my experience thus far has been the gentlemen that approach me seem to all be in some form of a relationship. Like, yeah, seriously, in a whole relationship, whether that be engaged, married, baby mama, long-term relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever, that's who I get approached by. What I can't understand is I'm like, yo, is there a sign on my forehead that says, hey, I'm interested in people who are dating other people? Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, that's not my forte. Now, after some time of having these experiences, I started to ask myself, am I too friendly? Am I giving off the vibe that, one, I'm okay with that? Or is it just the luck that happens to be coming in my path right now? To this day, three, what am I, like three, four years into like the dating world, that has been my history anyone who wants to talk to me now let's keep in mind I'm not naive I understand that if a man is trying to holler at you let's be clear sex is probably on his mind and that's okay we are all adults and I am all for if that is what you're looking for I'm one of those people like yo let's just be transparent and call it what it is because at the end of the day Everyone has their own personal needs that they're trying to, you know, ensure that they get fulfilled. But I think it's important that you make sure you share that information with the person that you're trying to holler at. Just my little two cents. However, my case was, again, all people who were involved with people. So I tried a different approach. I said, instead of waiting for someone to shoot their shot at me, let me try to shoot my shot at someone else. So... In my dating life, I tried, well, I called myself shooting my shot at a few different gentlemen that I thought were attractive, I thought had something going on positive about themselves, 
or maybe just some different attributes that I had noticed in, you know, certain guys that I was like, you know what, I'm feeling that. I go to shoot my shot, but that didn't work out in my favor. (laughs) Each and every time, and I do mean each and every time, and it's been about two or three times where I have actually attempted to talk to a guy first. And each time I was turned down. I was turned down in respectful ways, of course, I got to give credit, but it was a matter of the position that I was in. People have this assumption about myself, uh, because I'm talking about me, they have this assumption about me that I just have it all together, which don't get me wrong, I have to do what I got to do to survive for myself and my human, right? So if that's the case, then I do need to kind of have something together, right? I would assume that a man wanted a partner that has their stuff together, that's bringing something to the table, that's bringing the damn table. But every time my experiences have been, I am too much. Literally, that, that is what I've been told at some point. You know, like, hey, I like you, I vibe with you, but you got a lot going on, and I don't feel like you're going to have time for me. I'm trying to figure out how do you make that kind of decision without involving me? So sometimes it could be frustrating, especially if you know you shot your shot at a guy and you know that you like them and you definitely feel the vibe and they're feeling you, but then they get, uh, you know, intimidated because that's the term I'm going to use because that's what I was you know, what was said to me multiple times, but I'm not here to intimidate anyone. I'm here just to be myself, you know, provide what I can provide and enjoy life. I can't quite understand how having your shit together can be intimidating. Has a man ever told you that you were intimidating? What was your response? Were you intrigued to find out more? I know I would be. Let me continue my story. Yes, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town. That digs on me. Uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. So, I'm assuming that the men who don't want the woman who has her shit together, they want a gold digger, right? I hear my homeboys talk about it all the time. Oh, she trifling. All she wants is a nigga with money. Oh, you know what I'm saying? All she's looking for is dinner and, 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 and stuff out there so she could take photos for social and blah, blah, blah. So help me to understand when you do get a woman of a certain caliber that has her stuff together, you don't want that woman. And I'm talking respectfully to the single guys. So I've been told multiple times that maybe it might be like a thing where the guy is not ready. Okay, that's fair. Maybe it's a situation where, you know, your standards are too high. Okay, maybe. Or maybe it's just a thing where, you know, the man feels like they're not ready for something serious or, you know, committed relationship or, you know, even just talking to one person on a one-on-one basis. Okay, my question becomes, then why are you out here 
talking to the women. Like, help me to understand. Don't portray yourself as being single and wanting these things, and then a woman that approaches you that has all of these attributes, you want to tell them that they're too much. They got too much going on. Like, seriously? You're wasting my time and your time. I mean, again, I know everyone is not looking for a relationship, and let me be very clear. I'm not saying that I am looking for one per se, but what I am saying is, why haven't I been approached by gentlemen who are of a single, or that are in a single stature, right? They're single man, not dating multiple women, not in full-blown damn relationships, but then you start talking to someone like myself and you say that the person is too much. Don't try to like switch it up all of a sudden when you see that that person is serious because there is not one guy that I have ever spoken to where I decided, hey, I want to marry you tomorrow. Because one, I don't get to make that decision. A man needs to make it. I solely believe that wholeheartedly. But at the end of the day, stop playing with people if you're not about that life. So to delve more into my own story, I chose a couple different gentlemen. We hung out for a few times. Vibes were always great and positive, right? Of course, when you're going through things with people and you're learning them, you're going to learn different things about those people that you may or may not like. Um, And that's okay. That's a part of trial and error. But when you do find someone that you do like and that things seem to be right, why not take it to the next level? Especially if the guy is being very clear that that's what they want. And you've made it clear that's what you want. Where do the games start to come in at? Why can't people just talk and be transparent with one another? Why can't we just have the crucial conversation sometimes that may be a little uncomfortable, but get to the bottom line? They actually are able to express issues, talk about challenges, and work through them, whether that be individually or as a team. Whatever happened to men and women, of course, wanting true partnership? What is this stigma that a man believes he has to do each and everything to provide for a woman or or his family? What happened to partnership? Why can't the woman come to the table with something that is insightful, something that's financially beneficial to that household? What happened to growing together? I think that the problem that I've experienced so far is that men feel like they have to be the know-all, be-all. A woman's opinion does not matter when they're the one bringing in all the bread. So you get intimidated by a woman who has her own and brings something more to the table than just her looks or more to the table than just sex. Why is that intimidating? What is it that you want? I'm sure... Everyone that has been born has a mother, whether involved or not involved. But let's just go for the sake of this conversation. And you are a man with a woman in your life, i.e. your mother, and she was very involved. You saw your mom go through whatever you saw her go through, whether it was a happy and healthy marriage, whether it was divorce and it was bad, whether it was divorce and it was great. You've seen whatever struggles or obstacles your mom came through. So why would you take the opportunity to mess with another woman's head 
and put her through struggles when she's there to be your partner. Partnership is something that everyone should strive for. I personally believe that relationships should be 50-50. That's just my opinion. I think that it brings more value to the relationship. There's no controlling aspect to the relationship. No one feels on a one-sided base that, oh, because he does X, Y, and Z, I have to do A, B, and C. When in actuality, if it's 50-50 and we both bring something to the table, nobody ever has to feel that way. Now, of course, if your relationship is where your partner just has to be the breadwinner and you have to be the stay-at-home mom, if that's what works for you guys, I'm not knocking it. But I know that what works for me, even though my marriage didn't work out, is a partnership. And I know this because my marriage didn't work out. When things went south, it was because we weren't growing together. We started to veer off. A path that we had grown together on, the branches started to branch out. And as they branched out, there seemed to have been a problem. Instead of us realizing that we're still one tree, we're still growing as one big ass tree. And in order to make this work, partnership is going to be the ideal way. I pick you up when you're down. You pick me up when I'm down. And when we're up together, oh, baby, we're up. So I don't understand where this confusion is on why a man has to do everything or why a woman has to do everything. Partnership. Some people thrive in relationships, you know, 10 times more than they do in a single capacity. There's nothing wrong with that. I feel as if there are so many people out here in this world that don't realize their full potential until they find a partner who is there to help bring out that suppressed potential within inside. It doesn't mean that that person is not good on their own. It just means that it took this new person coming into their life to help bring out another side of them that they may have not even known was there. Overall, Having the right partner is what's important. Ensuring that your life is going to go in the best direction that it can with that partnership. And not being afraid to share, not being afraid to express, not being afraid to have crucial conversations that will help you both grow. Those are the things, those are the keys that will help you and your partner have a successful relationship. That's it. If you have true partnership, everybody can be happy. Everybody can have the love that they want. But instead, we choose to struggle. Instead, we look for toxic shit. We look for the challenging things. When ultimately, being single, dating, being in this world, existing, does not have to be any of those things. Finding what works for you and yours is important. But back to me, all I want is somebody to approach me who is single. I am over it. If I haven't shared that enough, I'm going to say it again. I am over it. 
if you are involved, if you are confused, if you are in an entanglement, leave me alone. And don't get me wrong, I will take my own responsibilities because I entertain the bullshit. Let's get into that. My friends will tell you that I entertain it. And sometimes they're right. Sometimes if it falls in my lap, I will entertain BS knowing I need to stay away from it. But I tend to get bored. And when I get bored, I have a tendency to let things linger knowing damn well I shouldn't. But you better believe moving forward, moving forward, I am done with that. I'm over it. These were my confessions for today. This is what I needed to get off of my chest. So I think I've said more than enough to understand that these were my confessions. So y'all be easy. I appreciate you listening to the show. And until next time, thanks for joining Conversations with the Homegirl. I'm Naja, everybody's homegirl.